It's Mavis. It's Beacon. It's uh, Yeboken. Welcome to Mavis Beacon Yeboken, the show where we talk about spooky, creepy (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I hope that's someone's first episode. Uh, Yeah, if I really hope that. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. (laughs) (laughs) We're just having, listen, we're just, we're just goofing around, baby. We're having Uh, a goof about it. We're having a goof about. It's a classic Monday goof about, and we want to welcome you to our goof about. I'm on a goof about right now to decide if I'm going to be a Mennonite or not, (laughs) or if I'm going to join normal society. (laughs) It's what clowns do. (laughs) <laughs> before joining clown college or <laughs> they go on goofabouts now some people call it a rumspringer or a boys town <laughs> welcome to monday morning macabre well you come on guys you know what the show guys, is guys come on uh where we talk about spooky creepy uh pretty fucked up stuff <laughs> baby uh it's darcy it's scones yeah that's uh yeah that's me hey what's up uh I don't really care. I'm kind of the bad boy here. He's the bad boy. I'm the sensitive one. If you're new to the show, each week, one of us will bring the other one a spooky, scary thing, subject, story, person, cryptid, urban legend, conspiracy, what have you. And the other one will have to come up with a sick freestyle rap about it at the end. Uh, uh, This week... I would hate that so much. I'd get so nervous the whole episode, just like writing down stuff. That's not freestyling then, brother. Oh, you're, fuck, uh, you're right. God damn it. I'm such a honky. Yeah. You're such a honky, dude. Yeah. Hashtag honky.org. Uh, t- tonight, today, tonight, today, whenever you're listening. On Monday. <laughs> this morning on Mavis Beak. And Scones is going to be telling us something, something so spooky. I'm going to be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be telling. Like, I'm gonna be telling you guys. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Scones is gonna be telling us about something spooky. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to make sure that this message gets across. We are looking for your favorite episodes, clips, what have you, of the past year of Monday Morning Macabre. As we are rounding the corner. Yeah. Why are we doing that, Dars? Why are we looking for that? See, Halloween is coming up, and if you're a true patriot, you'll know that Monday Morning Macabre started. <laughs> Last Sawin. That was our first episode. Well, actually three episodes, but yeah. But that's when we started. It's been a year. Season one. I guess it'll be the finale if we decide to do like a yearly season for some reason. That's a long ass season. I kind of like it. We thought it would be fun to have a look back at the first year of Monday Morning Macabre. And with your help, we can make that a reality. So please contact us any way you know how. DMs, (laughs) email, whatever. Email, contact page. Whatever Every, you need. Yeah, any uh, way you want to contact us can be found at mondaymorningmacabre.com. And uh, we're going to we're gonna have like a, a nice, fun, look-back episode. So, with that said... Because a lot has happened in this podcast, and a lot has happened in our lives in the past year. This is true. And we thought, hey, let's, let's have a nice... All, as we go on, we remember... <laughs> All the times I hope had together. You had the time of your life. <laughs> All the graduation. We're play songs. every single graduation song you can think of. But in the end, it's right. And so, thank you in advance for uh, your commitment to the pod. Now, having said that, scones, 
Bones, scones, scony McBoney. So a little backstory as to how this topic was chosen. This was a Ooh. listener suggestion. Hey, from hey, uh, I'll say the Instagram handle KM Doodles reached out. Ooh, the doodler, her, her or himself? Yes, herself. Funny part, herself? this is actually my cousin, Kristen. Whoa, we got some nepotism. Hey, if you sent in we a do. request and you're not related to us, just know that it was pushed to the back of the line <laughs> so Scones' cousin could get in here. But the best part is when she suggested it, <laughs> she didn't know who I was. That's hilarious. It's amazing. It, I've never felt sl- like... She, okay, here's a question that everyone's asking right now, though. She loved the podcast regardless of nepotism. Yeah. Uh, if you did send in a request, it was it was not pushed to the back of the line. Got to make that clear. <laughs> Secondly, did do your family call you scones? No, they don't. So that's part of okay. uh, they use my my Christian given go. name, <laughs> Sconathan. Yes, yeah, Sconathan Scalonius <laughs> Skunk. Yep, um, <laughs> a very Christian name and classic. But yeah, that's is that New Testament or old? It was awesome, though, because she reached out and she suggested it. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, Kristen? Uh, it's your cousin. <laughs> it's your boy. And she's like, oh, snap. Yeah. And then everything started hitting, like, it all started connecting. But anyway, yeah. she suggested the Mercy Brown vampire incident. Ooh. Upon doing research, I figured there's a whole topic on the New England vampire <sighs> panic. Oh, I like this. So today we're going to be talking about the New England, a vampire, <laughs> a fucking panic kid. Fucking panic kid. Get your fucking Tommy Brady jerseys. Listen, Fenway, vampires up the fucking ass, dude. <laughs> I can't walk down fucking Boylston without <laughs> vampires fucking time to take a suck on Bro, me I'm while I'm trying to get on the green line. <laughs> Got a bunch of vamps in Austin Brighton, kid. Dude, if you ever been to fucking uh. New England, dude, there's fucking <laughs> vampires, okay? We could do the whole fucking episode like this. <laughs> Let's talk about vampires. Let's talk about you and me. So, kid. So, <laughs> listen up, kid. If you, I wonder if people hate the Boston accent that we can do so oh, well. No, there's no reason not. No, there's no reason they not to it. dislike hey, it. It was voted the number one sexiest accent in the country. That can't be true. I swear Are to you God. For real? I swear to fucking Is God, that- dude. All right, kid. You're telling me that someone here is someone talking like this and is like, hey, I'm going to go park the car. And they're like, why don't you park that car in my friggin' <laughs> skull? No, it's definitely because of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I was going to say, how much of that is Marky Mark? It's all Mark like, Wahlberg. Oh and then people assuming Tom Brady has a Boston accent. <laughs> Just even though he's hey, from fucking like California. Anyway, scones, let's get to the let's get to the juice. Let's get to the meat let's of get it. Let's get to that meaty juicy. So what we're talking about here is <laughs> I'm going to go in and out of it. Uh, what we're talking about here is the 19th century New England. March 19, 1892, the Evening Herald of Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, printed a story described as what it called a horrible superstition. A young man named Edwin Brown. What? So, wait, I'm going to stop you here. Can you tell me the year? 1892. I think you just said that. I did, but I'll say I'll, it again I'll because I like you. You sound dumb. <laughs> 
I am the master of this domain. Okay, continue. So 18 fucking 92, kid. So basically this paper in Pennsylvania thinks they're hot shit. They start talking shit about what's going on in New England. (laughs) A young man named Edwin Brown in Exeter, Rhode Island, had been suffering from illness for some time. His mother and eldest sister had died from the same disease, then called consumption. 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 Because of the way its victims wasted away. Oh. The disease is now known as tuberculosis. Okay, that makes sense. A little little turkey-burkey. Yeah. My dad actually, fun fact, my dad had tuberculosis in his spine. It's pretty rare. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. He had to wear like, he was telling me he had to wear like this big like cast that basically covered the entire like top half of his body. So then like his brothers and like all their friends made him play hawk, uh, the goalie in street hockey because he could just <laughs> take balls right off the fucking cast. That's hilarious. That's such a, that's such a 60s and 70s kids thing yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Fresh out of the hospital, just taking fucking pucks off the chest. Like a fucking true New Englander kid. Like a goddamn New England kid, baby. (laughs) So Edwin traveled from Exeter to Colorado Springs, a popular destination due to its dry climate and specialized disease treatment centers. So Mm. if anyone here knows anything about respiratory diseases, dry climates are good for them. So people with the consumption would go to places like Colorado Springs. Interesting. But unfortunately for Edwin, his health did not improve. While he was away, his sister... Mercy also became Mercy. ill and quickly died. As in Lord Have? Yes, as in uh, the classic sitcom catchphrase of Uncle Jesse, Have Mercy. Lord Have Mercy. Oh. Or Have Yeah, you're right. He didn't say Lord. Did he say Lord? He did he? I don't know. This is a Hey John Stamos, I know you're listening. Hey, oh, John. So can hey, you just call me up? <laughs> yeah, hey John. <laughs> yeah, hey John, can you call me up uh and just let me know if it's Have Mercy or Lord Have Mercy? I feel like it's Lord Have Mercy. But uh, either way, we can uh, we can move past this, I think. Edwin goes to Colorado Springs. He's not getting better. Mercy straight up just go, like fucking dies. Ooh. She's dead. She became ill and Damn. quickly died. When Edwin returned home after her death, his health also declined. Damn. We got a double declining dog doys. Doys? It's, <laughs> dog it's doys. the double declining dog doys. That's, a, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. So Mercy's fucking dead kid. And uh, so uh, so Edwin gets home. His health declines. Uh-oh. Their desperate father turned to an old folk belief. When members of the same family waste away from tuberculosis or consumption, yep. it could be because one of the deceased was draining the life force of their living relatives. That's... Okay, uh, Imagine real quick question. Imagine the, the shithouse you're in when you're feeling sick and everyone's yeah. like, dude, why are you taking all our goods? It's like, hey, uh, can you stop being an asshole while you are feeling terrible? Well, that that was going to be my question. I was going to say, if they died, isn't it kind of obvious that they were not stealing your life force? Because then they would not be dead. That seems seems like a like a awful counterintuitive thought to go. Hey, that person died. They were probably stealing the life force of someone. Yeah, it's definitely some victim blaming if I've ever heard it. Freaking hashtag. Freaking hey, dude. <laughs> Can we cancel the 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 Browns? The old folk belief? We're canceling old folk <laughs> beliefs. OFBs. No thank you. No thank you. Well, the doctor and some neighbors in town, Edwin and Mercy's father, exhumed the bodies of each family member who had died of the illness. What is exhumed? Exhumed is when you is take a body burn? out of the ground, dude. No. It's when you it's when you like 
like dig up a grave. Oh. Like a body is exhumed, meaning it is taken out of its grave. Okay, so he's fucking grave robbing, kid. Yeah, he's rave robbing and grave robbing, baby. Ayo. So he's digging up everyone who had died of the illness. He found skeletons in the graves of his wife and eldest daughter. And a doctor found Mercy's remains, which had been in- interred for nine weeks and looked relatively normal in its decay. However. However. In Edwin's graves, it was bad. <laughs> Just filled with tons of bats and wolves and spiders. <laughs> a tiny replica Transylvanian mansion was in there. A goblin. Adam Sandler Gremlins Imagine just cracking open the grave of your son It's just two Adam Sandlers in there (laughs) (laughs) Oh hello (laughs) Thank you for letting me out of here (laughs) Oh worth it Tangent successful However liquid blood was found in Mercy's heart and liver Although the doctor said mm. this was fairly standard and not a sign of the supernatural, the organs were removed and cremated before Mercy was reburied, just in case. So the doctor was like, no, that's normal. And everyone's like, okay, shut up. Dude. <laughs> all right, all right, smarty Look at pants. This we're still going to de- just destroy this person's dead body. But the exhumation and cremation did nothing for Edwin Brown's disease. He died two months later. Dang. So Mercy Brown, fucking dead. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Edwin Brown, fucking dead. Granted, their father, now it sounds like he's buried his wife, his eldest daughter, his son, and then his other daughter. I'd probably be like, let's just, what else could go wrong? <laughs> he's going straight to the fucking Akataka Forest or whatever that is. We have a hashtag four Browns Downs. Oh, it's Big Town, four Brown Down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've created a monster. (laughs) Newspapers were quick to connect these folk rituals with vampires. Vampires, vampires, vampires. Are we talking like classic spooky bat turning into Transylvania vampires? Or did they have like strange New England vampires who were just like, I like the Yankees. Oh, no. It even states that the vampire legends that were, you know, we're talking about here were especially those of Eastern Europe. Vampire stories nice, from Vlad. Oh yeah, vampire stories from all over were printed on the front page of 19th century New England papers, describing awesome. similar rituals in distant locations, like the New Englanders fucking dude people in remote parts of Europe <laughs> were exhuming bodies. People in remote parts of Revere and Lynn exhuming bodies while smoking <laughs> uh, iced coffee from ducks. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know where I am on this. So, like the New Englanders, people in remote parts of Europe were exhuming bodies when people fell ill and burning or planting stakes in those that seemed too full of life as they described <laughs> so ones that's, that are like that's not rotten enough <laughs> and just yeah, putting like, a stake who's right deciding now. this i don't know who's <laughs> like honestly i'd st- i'd still hit it so stake them up i think we've learned it's not the doctors deciding this yeah yeah but the new englanders who took part in these rituals didn't necessarily believe there was a supernatural cause for their family members illness as author and folklorist michael e bell writes for his book food for the dead michael ebel michael e bell getting a little shout out in this article i'll say what article i'm reading from at the end because i'm on a fucking roll <laughs> right now although this guy <laughs> this kid's tearing it up high school here we go around. although some of them have hybrid beliefs about vampires Many were simply desperate and unwilling to leave untried any remedy yeah, that might I believe that. save the lives of those That's they love. That's very, very sad and very believable, Even if unfortunately. the methods were outlandish and gruesome. Yep. 
sounds I can totally believe especially back then when it was like yeah like fuck it like the doctor's just like giving me cocaine and like telling me that there's ghosts in my blood like I might as well try (laughs) yeah I might yeah I was like I guess I'll just dig up my like kids and like see if I can like eat their hearts and then they'll come back to like it gain their sweet sweet courage yeah (laughs) that's what the Wizard of Oz is based off of and it's a sad reality yeah unfortunately the reality the reality is a highly infectious disease Tuberculosis was entrenched in the Americas even before the United States existed as a country. President George Mm -hmm. Washington himself likely fought the disease after contracting it from his brother, ironically on a trip taken to Barbados in an attempt to treat Lawrence Washington's illness. How sick would it be if there was a picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware, but instead of like, he, like it's just him going towards just tuberculosis, like oh, they're gonna say cells. he was a fucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be even cooler. I take it back. Wait, I want to say that. What okay, if he was crossing the Delaware and he was a he was a fucking vampire? Yeah, they'll never know. I said this, not you. <laughs> All right, now react like I said. <laughs> Whoa, a vampire! Yeah, That's aren't so I, cool, Darcy. Oh, we're talking about I vampires. Know, aren't I and, smart? Oh, Washington, dude. I'm so charismatic and handsome and smart. Thank you. Now we're, our accents are all over the place. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. <laughs> it's vague and not really of any place. This one doesn't belong anywhere, baby. <laughs> Washington was not fucking alone. Other notable American sufferers of tuberculosis included James Monroe, Ralph Waldo fucking Emerson, Ooh. Henry David Thoreau kid, Washington Irving, John Doc Holliday and Helen Hunt Jackson. I don't know Damn. who that last who she is, but I bet Helen she's Hunt? cool and important. Jackson? Yeah. It's Samuel Jackson's son. Oh. Well, I hope he gets yeah. better. Yeah, no, it's uh they had to dig his body up and throw him into the atmosphere. Hey, that's what Count Von Kosel would have wanted. <laughs> hey, that hey, and that if there's one guy I put my faith in. <laughs> who knows what to do with the a dude dead dancing. body? <laughs> it's the dude stuffing rags and giving them the old the old dr- paper dance around the airplane. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah, let's get off him. I never want to talk about that. <sighs> we guy should again. sell Monday morning macabre paper tubes <laughs> as uh, uh, that's, a merch that, item. What do you dude, say? That's our OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm giving it away. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, <clears throat> buy buy shirts. In 1786, when health officials first began recording mortality rates connected to tuberculosis. Massachusetts alone recorded 300 fucking consumption deaths for every 100,000 residents, kid. Damn, dog. Yeah, not boss. Not boss at all. (laughs) Not quite boss, kid. Between that year and 1800, tuberculosis killed 2% of New England's population. That's nuts. That is nuts. Just end the podcast. (laughs) Wear a fucking mask and just cut the thing. (laughs) <laughs> in many cases living in the same home was enough for the disease to spread throughout an entire family which makes sense because you're all fucking breathing each other's air kid yeah because you're all kissing and making out and stuff yeah stop kissing your family members you weirdos tom brady yeah. we're looking at you <laughs> tommy tommy jules isn't a family member you're clear for him oh they definitely have kissed you fucking kidding me you think you get <laughs> that kind so, of chemistry so dude so many people are listening and like i i am not I don't fucking care. Turn it off, dude. <laughs> I don't give a shit. New England versus everybody. It was estimated we that... We the most Anthony- New England podcast ever. Be like, you don't know what to talk about? Get the fuck out of here, Yeah, you can fucking here, talk kid. shit to me when you win a goddamn championship. <laughs> it was estimated that anywhere from 70 to 90% of the U.S. population had latent or active tuberculosis infections. So, to bring it back to what we're talking about, this is like an insane amount of people. This was 
I would say at the time, probably more deadly than coronavirus and infected more people. So it's pretty nuts in the U.S. at this point. Yeah. I actually mentioned this. Fuck. When did I mention this disease on a previous episode? Um, I think it. I think this is how it was recently. Yeah, this is how I think Count Carl von who's or what's it's. This is how his wife yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, that's how his wife died. Yeah, that's how Helen hit the. So Helen hit, hit the, the wall. <laughs> Helen dabbed to heaven on a tuberculosis eagle. Are we horrible people? That's not for me to decide. <laughs> that's for a jury to decide. It's not for the suits in Washington to decide. Shout out to you, Darius, for that joke. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Darius. This is gonna. This is one of those banger episodes. Yeah, I'm. I was a beer deep already before we hit record. So yeah, I'm me like, too. I'm, I'm having a good I'm, time. I'm feeling looser than a goose's caboose in a noose, and we all love that imagery. Shout out to last episode. Go ahead, Scones. <laughs> Kristen, I hope this has turned out how you figured it would. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, they're really, really doing. This is a, not um, what I wanted. Service to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, if you uh, just DM us, and uh, if we don't like what you say, we'll block it. It's all good. <laughs> also, hi, Kristen. <laughs> Today, most people understand that tuberculosis is spread through the air, but by, uh, by breathing in bacteria coughed up by people with active infections. Classic. Now there are vaccines, though they're rarely used in the U.S., and treatments for those who contract active tuberculosis infections. In the 1800s, however... modern medicine. Yeah. Fucking anti-vaxxers. Honestly... <laughs> Let's get political. Anti-vaxxers, you want to be dealing with vampires? Because that's what you're fucking heading towards. Yeah. In the 1800s, however, germ theory was only just beginning to gain supporters among the medical community. Doctors were still arguing over the causes of tuberculosis in 1895, and treatment mainly consisted of leaving large cities like New York and Boston. Where the dis- Oh my god! Dude, oh man. Oh, man. I wish I was in that room right now. Sorry, I'm having too many beers. I feel like I'm at a fucking Bruins game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors were still arguing over the causes of tuberculosis in 1895, and treatment mainly consisted of, like, get the fuck out of the city. Um, <laughs> I tail it out of here by midnight. Obviously, if anyone knows anything about anything, uh, diseases run rampant in highly populated areas. Uh, for places like Pasadena, California, and Colorado Springs, where the climate was supposed to help case the symptoms, uh, this could often be the case, because so many people with the disease would travel there. Mm. Until the rise of the sanatoria movement, Basically, like, just, uh, like, be clean and get a lot of rest uh, instead of, like, right. doing cocaine or, like, putting, like, fucking tonic <laughs> in your blood. Uh, yep. The, that kind of started to gain steam at the end of the 19th century. And, uh, but other than that, few medical treatments at all worked for tuberculosis. That yeah, it was a it was a real bad. Yeah, it's like the it's why it's the same reason in any show. Any television show you watch that takes place before 1950, if someone coughs into yep. a rag and there's blood, they're fucking yeah, and there's blood. dead the next scene. Like <laughs> they're they're DED tuberculosis yeah, dead. Smell you later, dude. As tuberculosis spread from the cities to the countryside, people didn't know what caused it or how to stop it, which is horrifying. That's something yeah, that I don't terrifying. give people in that time period credit enough. Is how scary this must have been when you yep. don't know what like bacteria is. And especially when you're like, oh, I must have like committed some kind of sin because this is God smiting me. Yeah, or something I like looked that. at like, like uh, Mrs. Johnson's ankles, so my entire family died. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, in some New England towns, like fucking Lynn, kid, in Lynn, Massachusetts. Hey, Lynn, Lynn, the city of hey, sin. Hey, you never come out the way you came in, baby. Layaway program for people in Lynn. It was the leading cause of death. 
Entire families were wiped out, and there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason as to who or uh, who caught the illness or why. Also, it's not a pleasant way to die. Symptoms include wasting, night sweats, yeah, and fatigue. Sounds persistent bad. coughing and usually produced uh, lots of blood. So you lose a ton of blood just from coughing. Just from coughing. Up. Oh my god! Uh, a lot of the times, the coughing would turn into hemorrhaging within your lungs. So lose even more blood. Fucked up. Cholera, plague, smallpox, yellow fever, influenza, and measles were fast-burning epidemics that appeared, killed, and then went dormant. Tuberculosis did not. Yeesh. It was an unrelenting fact of life in the 1800s. With no other explanations, people turned to the supernatural to understand the epidemic and to offer hope of a cure. So basically, like, we have, we've been, what, how long have we been in uh, quarantine now? It's like March uh, in the U.S., yeah, in the States. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In uh, in old, in old bald eagle screech land. Imagine if like your entire life it was just like this thing could just come and kill your whole family. Pretty horrifying. So obviously, people like I just said are turning to the supernatural. Here's what we get: the vampires. Vampire, vampire. The vampire legend may have made its way... Scones, can you give me your best uh, vampire fang reveal ha noise? <laughs> oh, okay, I like the direction you took it. I love what you did with the character. <laughs> Listen, we're going to need you to change, though. <laughs> Listen, love what you're doing, but if you could just yeah, you do it like how it's written. The, like the guy who's like, Listen, throws you a bunch of compliments and it's like, but we're going another direction. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. The vampire legend may have made its way into New England as an early version of the unproven miracle cure for tuberculosis. In 1784, a newspaper published a letter about a foreign, quote, quack doctor, end quote, who had been spreading an unusual cure for consumption. According to the letter, when a third member of the Willington, Connecticut family of Isaac Johnson contracted consumption, the quack doctor advised him to dig up two family members who had died of the disease. The bodies were inspected for any sprouting plants. The letter writer, who said he was an eyewitness, reported that sorrel was found. I know what huh. sorrel is, but I'll look it up just for the listener. I think it's one of the original 150 Pokemon. It's a stupid word for plants. Wow. Hey, f- fuck you. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> so plants were found. The doctor advised the Johnson family to burn the plants... With the vital organs to remove sickness from his family, an idea the letter writer called an imposture. But those who had lost multiple loved ones and facing losing even more were willing to try anyway. Anthropologist George Stetson later connected the New England beliefs to similar rituals from Russia, Hungary, Prussia, and Serbia. And we all know what who was uh, who was kicking around those parts of the world. Can we talk about how crazy it is that there's a country called Russia and a country called Prussia? Well, Prussia doesn't exist anymore. But yes, I agree that at one point they must have looked at each other and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's like they show up to the same party in the same dress. That's so embarrassing. That's like if there was a United States of America. Yeah. Or if, yeah, Canada was just Samerica. Pamerica. <laughs> America. Imerica. Ooh, I kind of like that better. <laughs> All right, uh, if you want to join my Dungeons and Dragons campaign, guys, DM us. Dude, I'm in. You know I'm right. a fucking... Never mind, don't DM us. I'm full. We got it. We got a full party. Oh, wow, that was quick. I'm a, a yeah. half-orc druid of the moon, if anyone wants to know. Anyway. All right, I'm a half, I'm a half porta potty half-restroom. <laughs> <laughs> All class.
So anyways, come on. There was layers to that one. Like, yep. Class. It is. It's cuz it cuz it's cla- yeah. In his 18 in his 1896 article The Animistic Vampire in New England, George Stetson described yeah, That's one of you can use that as your Twitter Twitter name now. Go the ahead. The Animistic Vampire in New England? Yep. George Stetson described the case of one unnamed mason who credited his own health to the ritual. Hold on. There is something coming up out of my chest and I am not ready for it. Is it like alien? Is it a oh, xenomorph? I think oh, I just, that wasn't a xenomorph at all. Uh, no, it was. It just, it, oh, that was the biggest xenomorph oh. I've ever had. Now you got to adopt it and take it in and then bring it to Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of an For just 10 cents a day, this xenomorph can live happily inside of a tiny, tiny baby boy's chest. Also, sad dogs will look at you for 40 more seconds. Enjoy. Sarah McLaughlin, ABC News. <laughs> that might be one of our worst. <laughs> I think it went great. I just kept saying the arms of an angel because I don't know any of the words. The man... <laughs> I think that's the, that's the whole song. So the man George Stetson described had two brothers who had both contracted consumption. When the first one died, a respected member of the community suggested the family burn his vital organs. When he did, the second brother protested and the ritual was not done. The second brother sick continued to sicken and die. And the third brother was just <laughs> right. When the mason got sick, the second brother was exhumed and living blood was found. A cremation was held and the mason soon recovered. So you were kind of close. So basically, oh, hell yeah. this dude was like, hey, my older brother didn't burn my oldest brother's shit and he died. But I burned my older brother's shit and I'm fine. Hashtag. New England vampires were not supernatural revenants of novels like Dracula, who rose from the dead as walking corpses to drain blood. Instead, they believed to drain the life force of their loved ones using the spiritual connection that continued after death. The vampires in New England tradition were not the reanimated corpses bodily leaving their graves to suck the blood of the living. Wait, didn't I just fucking say that? Sounds like it. Uh, I don't know, actually. New England's microbes with fangs, as one medical practitioner recently termed them, were, however, just as fearful and deadly as the fictional Dracula. It's kind of like, have you seen uh, The Strain? Uh, it's yes, kind of that, where it's I like did. caused by small yeah. parasites, but they're vampires. Yeah. One of the more remarkable cases Bella discovered is that of the Reverend Justice Ford and his daughter Mercy, no relation to Mercy Brown. In 1788, the minister had already lost three daughters to consumption. Mercy and another sister were fighting consumption as well. So he has three daughters down, two fighting it. That sucks. As Mercy Forward, yeah, their last name's Forward, traveled to a neighboring town with her father one day, she began to hemorrhage. Forward was reluctant to try opening the grave of his deceased family members, but allowed himself to be convinced, willing to do anything to save his daughter. Oh, boy. His mother-in-law's grave was open first, without result. However, he soon found a grave that fit the requirements. Bell relays a portion of a letter written by Ford himself. Since I had begun to search, I concluded to search further, kid. And this morning opened the grave of my daughter, who had died the last of my three daughters almost six years ago. Holy On opening the body, kid, the lungs were not fucking dissolved, but had blood in them. Oh, bro. Not, though not fresh, but fucking clotted, dude. This is real bad. I regret it. I wanted to do the New England voice, but it's really dark. 
The lungs did not appear as we would suppose they would in a body just dead, but far near a state of soundness that could be expected. So, kind of the same thing. He finds that the organs are looking a little too nice, and they need to be burnt. That's, hey, when you see a nice-looking organ, you know, you and I both know, that means, uh, gotta, gotta get some flame on those bad boys. Unfortunately, the act did not save mercy, Bill says, but Forward's other children Yikes. seemed to recover. And the willingness mm. of Forward and his family to attempt the ritual impartially helped to relieve the fear throughout the community. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> These tales found their way into newspapers throughout the U.S., along with European tales of vampires, werewolves, and witches, reflecting the late 19th century's fascination with the afterlife and the supernatural. Huh. Bram Stoker, upon visiting New England, may even credit such ridiculous shit going on in New England <laughs> to being the inspiration for his story of Dracula. Hmm. So, if anyone That's doesn't neat. know, Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, the original Dracula, the reason you have any kind of vampires in pop culture at all, he's Irish. Uh, he visited New England, clearly saw all this shit going on, and was like, "That's a dope ass like, book." He's like, "Yo, write that though." So he took that, the legend of Vlad the Impaler of Wallachia, a real character, and smushed him together into one delicious Dracula peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Dude, I love me a DPB sandwich. That has so many, yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Don't back away from this one, baby. The rituals continued until Mercy Brown's exhumation in 1892, 10 years after Robert hmm. Koch discovered the bacteria that caused tuberculosis. Dude, that guy must have been so popular. Yeah, especially, well, I don't know, dude. 10 years after he found it. <laughs> Uh, okay. He's like, guys, this is what's Fair causing point. it. And they're like, all right, dude, whatever. I'm still going to fucking dig up my grandma and burn her shit. Like, and he's Jesus. like, no, really, though. <laughs> For real, I swear. Eventually, germ theory began to take hold and contagion was better understood. Infection rates began to go down as hygiene and nutrition improved. And in the short, for the pragmatic Yankee, the bottom line was, what do I have to stop this scourge? The ritual was a folk remedy rather than an elaborated, detailed belief system, but it's all they had. And so that's how not knowing anything about a disease can lead you to think that your dead relatives are draining the life force out of your Jesus. currently living relatives. And for some reason, it was wicked piss to think that in New England, kid. <laughs> that is super, super sad. <laughs> and it really makes me appreciate modern medicine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't know what else to say besides like... I don't know. We're all in a really shitty situation with uh, COVID-19, but yeah, I guess I'm not going to say like it's not that bad, but at least it's it definitely is not. very bad. But yeah, the, the silver lining is we're in a point you're lucky enough to be alive in a point in history where we know what's going on. Yeah, where we're like, hey, it's not just like the devil smiting or like, you know, God smiting our family or some vampire. It's like, no, we know it's it's. It's a virus. You, you got, we know it's, it's, a it's virus, relatives. Yeah. We have billions of dollars going to a legitimate solution. Right. Not just like small communities taking it in their own hands to dig up bodies. Yeah. This one is, uh, this one's, uh, timely. Yeah. You think governments have been bad responding to COVID? Imagine the government back then just being like, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's brachiosis. It's just fucking, it's there, dude. It's burn their insides, I guess. I don't know. Just dig them up and burn them. I don't it. know. Every fucking fall, the, tr- <laughs> the leaves fall out of the trees, and uh, every fucking day, uh, someone dies of tuberculosis. That's just life in New England, baby. It's, uh... Listen. Hey. Two things are fucking certain. Tuberculosis and the <laughs> Pats winning the AFC East, kid. Jesus Christ. That's what they sounded like, dude. Well... <clears throat> That is what they sounded like. Good, because anyone who really hates New England or does not know anything about New England is not going to understand half the shit we said. They're lo- yeah, they're, this episode is going to be like half Spanish to someone. Do you think we've revealed enough that we've that we're from New England? Um, or do you think that I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> Hi, Scones here from uh, <laughs> the fucking Tampa. <laughs> the fucking Tampa. <laughs> Ken. Uh, Listen, I'm fucking down in Tampa, kid. You can't tell? We, uh, <laughs> you got that real Tampa sound to you. Hey. Fucking. Sometimes we have a, a, a wild episode, and sometimes we have a pretty also wild but sad. Um, and also a lot and, of the time the episodes get away from us, and there's tangents galore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's why you keep coming back. Oh, uh, a lot of that information was from an article on mental floss by Kyla Cathy. Published October 31st, 2016. Kyla Cathy, shout out to you. And to all you social media users, why don't you go ahead and uh, follow our, our our social media? And give us a shout on, out on your favorite episodes. Yeah, tell us your favorite episodes. Please send those in. It would be really cool. Uh, Facebook, not Facebook. Twitter, Monday Morning, MM Macabre. Wow, okay, I'm all over the place. Instagram, Monday Morning Macabre. Twitter, MM Macabre Pod. And check out MondayMorningMacabre.com for anything in merch related episode related socials are all there you got it all there that's the hub and uh stay safe stay safe and thanks again to at km doodles uh Kristen, sorry for the one that one <laughs> sorry for the way that turned out <laughs> Kristen, the beers are flowing thank you so much beers are flowing gears are turning stay safe wear a mask and uh mask. like subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe and have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. <gasps> Bye. Bye.